With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour two on this program. Come on in. Stay a while. Glad to have you on board. Gang's all here, ready to go. Fritzy had a subpar first hour, but he vows to uh, rebound. And uh, Seton is here, Marvin, Paulie, and yours truly. Make sure you go to the Dan Patrick Show store. A lot of great things there at danpatrick.com, including... Our new uh, Crappensburg State baseball T-shirt there. Of course, you've been asking for it. And even if you haven't, it is there for you. Go to danpatrick.com. Also, sign up for the newsletter because we'll give you a heads up about the uh, next batch of tailgate moonshine available uh, probably in a week or so. Yes, Todd? What was the tagline again on that baseball T-shirt? It was a great line there with that Crappensburg. We have the runs. Yes, I love that. That's like the best part. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. Poll question for hour two is going to be what, Seaton O'Connor? Well, we just put up the one there that, uh, was it Andrew had suggested? Is it more impressive to win three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks or one or six Super Bowls with one quarterback? Oh, that was Doug in North Carolina. Oh, Doug, my apologies. Sorry, okay. Doug in North Carolina. So we're talking about Joe Gibbs versus Bill Belichick. Yeah. Didn't think we were going to be into that conversation today, but, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Uh, Joe Gibbs, brilliant offensive-minded coach and a great NASCAR owner as well. This is one of those things that's going to bubble up sometime this afternoon on a talk show and be like, hey, what about Gibbs? I mean, why is everybody talking about Gibbs? Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, by the way, uh, 54% of the audience say it's more impressive to go with 3-3 three and three than 6-1. and one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three different quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl. That's pretty impressive. Yes, Marv. Do we also go by because the NFC at that point was so tough? Was it Giants, Bears, Niners? During that whole run? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Level of competition was pretty high. Yes, Todd. I think it's also as simple as saying that it says a lot more about the system and the coach to win with three different quarterbacks than the quarterback would get most of the credit, you would think, like a Brady. If you win that many with one quarterback, it's got to be a, more of a coach thing to win with three different ones. I don't even, I'm surprised it's only 54%. It should be like 76%. Okay. Then what is more impressive, what Belichick did or Joe Gibbs did? Joe Gibbs. <laughs> three Super Bowls championships with three different quarterbacks, it's more about the coach. If it's one quarterback winning all these Super Bowls, it's maybe more about the quarterback. And we're seeing that to be true, aren't we? Okay. One a coach on the or, hot seat, or the maybe, on the hot seat. Maybe he wasn't a good enough coach to find a uh, you know good quarterback. Mm, maybe. <laughs> if he could do it with three, why couldn't he do it with four? Braves at the Phillies, Astros, Twins, and the Dodgers on the brink at the Diamondbacks. Rangers sweep the Orioles. Astros roll the Twins. They're up 2-1 in that series. Deshaun Watson still out for the Cleveland Browns. We'll uh, explore that topic coming up. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Also, the situation with the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't finger-pointing, but it came pretty close to finger-pointing with Frank Reich talking about his owner, David Tepper, and the open secret was David Tepper wanted Bryce Young with the number one pick. And maybe Frank Reich wasn't all in on that pick. And uh, this is how it sounded yesterday. Frank Reich kind of talking about his owner and trying to be positive. 
there's different philosophies in ownership. You know what I mean? Some owners kind of stay stay away and and don't engage a whole lot. Other owners do, and his philosophy is he's going to engage. And um, and listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. You know, it's not fun. Those those meetings aren't. I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings, mm. um, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Okay, all right. Nothing to see here, or is there a little to see? And I'm not sure what you know. So David Tepper is the owner, and uh, you know brought in a new coach. You brought, you know, you, you got a, your uh, draft pick. You went all in on Bryce Young. You traded up to get him. If you trade to get the number one pick, that has to work out. Or you get roughed up. But in this situation, if we're five weeks in, obviously you got to be fair to Bryce Young. He just seems small out there. And Alabama can cover up a lot of things. You're playing with uh, future pros there. And is Bryce Young going to be durable enough to play? Anthony Richardson is not durable enough. Now, Richardson does take on contact. He's on the IR. He's going to miss the next four weeks. He's been injured three times already in three separate games this year. It's a tough position to stay healthy at. And even when they do make all these rules to protect the quarterback, the quarterback sometimes doesn't know how to protect himself. So we'll talk to Albert Breer. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Also, Jason Garrett. Uh, former Cowboy head coach, will stop by. Our two poll questions, Seton, are we going to go with something different? Uh, no, we just put up the one about uh, more impressive okay. uh, between Joe Gibbs and, and uh, Bill Belichick. All right. All right. Having been around Joe Gibbs and those teams, those were, those were wonderful teams. And Marvin brings up a great point. The level of competition was extremely high. And I was there when Washington hosted the Bears. And we got to see the Bears right before they became the Bears to win the Super Bowl. And that was one of those moments where RFK Stadium was rocking. And the Bears came in, and the Bears were something different. And and in particular, that defense. That's when you saw, like, oh, my gosh. You know, sometimes you don't realize the changing of the guard. And sometimes it's right in front of you, and you go, say goodbye to Washington. Say hello to the Chicago Bears. And then after that, it was... Say goodbye to the Bears. Say hello to the Giants. I mean, that's sort of how these things go. It, you know, sometimes it lasts long. Sometimes there's sustainable greatness. Other times it's like just a ship passing in the night. There's one ship and another one's coming in, coming into port. Yes, Mark. And wasn't there a couple of teams that were like right on the cusp, but not maybe at that top level? Like I remember uh, seeing the Vikings beat the 49ers in a playoff game in the 80s yeah. and the Eagles that early Reggie White, were they really good too? And yes. Not- yes. The Eagles, that defensive line was awesome. Uh, and they had great uniforms too. So one more question. All right. So was John Elway just led to slaughter yes. during the Super Bowls? Like, yes. Once yeah. you got out of the NFC, they were like, who's playing? Yeah. Huh. John Elway and guys. Yes. Yes. Back then, I always felt bad for Elway because he was going to get blamed. He didn't get credit for getting them to the Super Bowl. He got blamed because they got blown out. And that offense wasn't great at all. But John would always be like, eh, can't win the big one. And he lost three of them. Uh, Kevin in North Carolina leads off this hour, too. Hi, Kevin. This one? That one? And those two down? They can do them. Hey, Kevin. In a state measure, it should be good. Hey, Kevin. But I put a level on. Come on, Kevin. I know, but if you do a quick, uh, you gotta put a level on it. Come on, Kevin. Let's let's uh, let's Guys. play. Let's play the game. What does Kevin do for a living? What are we doing here? Get yeah. a level on. Yeah, that. you got to. Yes, uh, Paul. I'm pretty sure he's a builder or a contractor of some okay. type. He's talking about leveling and drywall. Yeah, it could work at you know uh, Lowe's. He Home might be a DIYer too, though. Okay, okay. Might have some buddies over okay. working on a project. But he was yelling at people. He, I think he's the GC. Oh, that's true. He wouldn't be yelling at his friends if they yeah, were helping him. Yeah, general contractor. Of course. Come on, guys. Uh, Kevin? Yeah. Hello? Kevin? Hello? Yeah. It's, it's Dan Patrick here, Kevin. <laughs> Good morning, Dan. I've been on, I forgot I was even on hold with you. 
Kevin, what do you do for a living? Right. I'm actually a uh, project manager. I'm out here on a big construction job. Okay. Uh, trying to figure it out. All right. You're exactly. yelling at people. I'm, I'm hearing you go, you got to put a leveler on that. <laughs> They're telling me something's wrong with it. I said, no, I just put a level on it. I know it ain't wrong. Yeah, come on. So, come on. look, I want to sneak this in about my – I'm a 48-year Viking fan. So, I feel like I can weigh in on this one about the Kirk Cousins situation. I hear everybody about, you know, fire sale. But where's the guy going, man? Where's he going to go? The Patriots? Atlanta? I know his wife has some ties to Atlanta, but – He's got a pretty good agent. He's been a pretty good businessman. Why would he leave in the middle of the season when he's fighting for a new contract next year? It don't make sense. Well, he, he may not have any choice over this. Plus, if you're a lifelong Vikings fan, don't you want to at least be in the hunt for Drake May or Caleb Williams? Of course. I'm a Tar Heel all the way. Drake May, baby. All right. Look, there I you go. You all right. Thank I you, Kevin. Go, Ke- what, Kevin? <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. I think. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Josh in Charlottesville. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Hello, uh, 61185. My uh, wife and I are driving up to see a show at Radio City, and uh, we each had a question in the hopper. We wanted to um, see if you had a recommendation for brunch. We have one reservation, and she uh, wanted to know, if you guys ever imagine Chris Berman, Coach Beheim, and Andrew Luck ever trying to order brunch together, <laughs> we uh, get a big kick out of that. Imagine any excuse for Pauly to to do that. It's, it's always a treat. You want to give us a little Andrew Luck? Oh, Benedict. <laughs> and then Chris Berman ordering easy over uh, with a side of. Waffles. <laughs> and who was the other one? Oh, Jim Behunt. Mimosa. Oh, coach. Hey, oh, wait, wait. hurry up, Jim, and order. <laughs> he could go all the way. Uh, He's going back, 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 back to the buffet. <laughs> Uh, do we have a, a brunch place in New York for Josh and his uh, wife? Yeah, Paul. Brunch is a big deal in big New York deal. City. It's very social. It's very, very fun. Everybody is gets this going to be on a Saturday, Josh? We we actually have a reservation Saturday at Balthazar, but we we're hoping for another one for another. Balthazar is very nineties. That is tired. Whoa. You don't want to go. That's very nineties. You want to? That is that was cool about twenty five years ago. Stanhold. Uh, okay. I guess. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it some thought. That uh, might be one of those places but, that like uh, the missus always dreamed of going to, Paul. It's true. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help a brother out. Yeah. Who's it, who's block. playing at uh, Radio City, Josh? It's the uh, Sunny and Philly podcast uh, doing it live. So we're going. We're driving up today and going to see it tomorrow night. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. uh, safe travels, and uh, we'll see if we could come up with a brunch place. Uh, don't go in Midtown. Don't go to brunch in Midtown. Go downtown? Yeah, downtown. Downtown. Uh, God, they, you know what? If my daughter's at work, I would ask her because she's got, you know, 15 of those. That she'd rattle off. Whatever yeah. happened to our buddy uh, from San Diego that had that? that had oh, the you, guy who looked like Brett Favre? The Brett Favre guy, yeah, yeah. I haven't I, heard from him in years and You know years what? I texted him uh, probably three or four months ago. No, you didn't. I swear. Get out of here. Yeah, I just said, hey, just want to see how you're doing. And he said he was doing great, but he didn't. Uh, I don't know if he's consulting with another restaurant. That, you know, he owned a place that was right by our studio in New York City that we used to go to all the time. I know. Uh, he's a great guy. Great guy. Union Bar and Kitchen, I think Union, it's called. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't think they're still there, but he's a good dude, man. He made a great breakfast sandwich, too. And by the way, it was one of those where we'd go in there and we took advantage of that menu. Because he'd be like, hey, I'm, I yeah. just made these. How about these? Uh, uh, you like these? Sure. He took advantage of his Japanese whiskey, too, many of them. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He goes, I got, uh, I said, what do you got? He goes, oh, you know, I got Buffalo Trace. I got Bland. No, I said, no, no, like the upper show. Yeah, what's that up there? Yeah. He goes, oh, that's Japanese whiskey. That's probably about, uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars a shot. Break it out. Oh, yeah, come on, bring it, bring it down. How about a round of applause for the Japanese whiskey bottle you're bringing down? Woo! 
That's fun, man. Yep, yep. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we'll talk to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. He'll stop by. Tom in North Carolina before we take a break. Hi, Tom. Hey, DP, Danette. Hey, bud. Yeah, Dan, uh, i got a possible segment or a uh, game you guys can play a little bit later. But first, I want to give you to the Halloween Festival activities at Craftsburg State this mm. year. <laughs> so, here's, so here's the rundown. Okay. we got everyone's favorite cornhole, whack-a-mole. we got the log toss. we got the turtle race. we got the barking spider exhibit. <laughs> and it's a... If the kitties want to bring their trick-or-treat bags, we're going to be handing out Tootsie Rolls and homemade fudge. And also, the the main attraction is the pony ride. The only thing about the pony ride, Dan, it's a little confusion. So when you get there, get your ticket, just tell them you, you're, you're, you need to see a man about a horse. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah, that's a lot going on there. Tom. But well done, Tom. Tom, deep dive, Crappensburg State. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Go ahead, lad. I have more people now asking me about Crappensburg State than they do the state of the Patriots. Well, it is homecoming weekend. This is a big one. Parents yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you drop your kids off. And I was I was going to go to Crappensburg State this weekend. I was checking the weather. Mm. And uh, I asked my wife, because like, she said, can I get a Crappensburg State T-shirt? Now, she also wasn't aware of the suck it front row or back row. And she said, could I get one of those T-shirts? And I said, yeah, but don't wear it to work. And then she goes, well, wait, it's about the show, isn't it? I go, not everybody's going to take it that way. Yeah, This isn't a, a shirt with instructions, you know. It's not self-explanatory. <laughs> and then she said, is there a Crappensburg State? And I go, no, hon, there's not. We created one. Yes, Mark. Our shirts are real conversation starters, to say the least. They are. And your, your hands shirt, love that one. Yeah, especially when you get the Marvin. Come here, come here, come here. What's that on your shirt? What's, where does that go? Marvin, put your hands on my shirt here. The, the meet and greets might be a little awkward in Vegas. Like that. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Marvin. Hi, Marvin. Marvin, put them on my chest. Let me see if those hands are correct. It is accurate. Yeah. And this is your wife. You said. Uh, All right, let me take a break. We'll uh, talk to Albert Breer. The situation with Carolina Panthers, did they make a mistake already on their quarterback? And the Deshaun Watson situation as well. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. When natural disasters strike, so do identity thieves. Events like hurricanes and wildfires, even COVID, put people in emotional states where they let their guard down. And this is with your personal information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And we put so much personal information out there. It gets exposed so often. It's easy to steal your identity. Protect that identity, and it's easy with LifeLock. LifeLock detects you and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. Loans taken out in your name. Crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So it's 1-800-LIFELOCK, or you can go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. That will get you 25% off. LifeLock.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Spooky season has arrived and all your fears live on Peacock. Stream series like Chucky, new movies like Five Nights at Freddy's, universal classic monster films and every terror you crave with Peacock's Halloween horror. (laughs) Yes, Polly. Any of you guys decorate your house for Halloween go overboard? Not overboard. Uh, a little bit, just a little bit, but I I do that begrudgingly. I go big, yeah. I love it, yeah. Love it, yeah. It's my favorite day of the year. By um, what level, Seton? Like how much? How many days in advance? Uh, well, I'm late this year. I really haven't had time to because I've been too busy. But I'm I'm usually well into it by now. And then I'll usually do about a week before. I'll go to like level three. I haven't really been around somebody who goes crazy at Halloween, but I have Christmas where they've got, you know, inflatable animals and Santa and it lights up and, you know, it illuminates in the middle of the night, uh, moving, you know, elves. And I guess it's kind of crazy, but, you know, they, they, they truly embrace it. And then you feel like, oh, my gosh, we should do something. And I just say to my wife, just put up some lights. That's all. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't want to do, I don't want, Santa knows where I live. I mean, I don't need to attract his attention. Yes, Mark. Yeah, I'm married to somebody who's really into Halloween mm. from the house to our son's costumes. He picked out his costume one year. My wife was like, that costume sucks. We're just doing your costumes from here on out. Oh. So he's been MC Hammer. He's been Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Uh, he's going to be Forrest Gump this year. Oh, that's great. Of course. Like Forrest Gump, like with the big beard. like Oh, running oh, across the country. Our dining room set is all Halloween stuff. Heck yeah. Okay. Yes, Todd. I just don't like when like a junior in high school with a little mustache shows up. And you really are like sick you're graduating next year from high school. And you're like trying to get a little Kit Kat from me. Is this where we're at right now in your life? Thank you, Todd. Welcome. By the way, that's what's a bummer, though. My son is getting almost to that age. He's 13 now. He's only got maybe a couple left in him before it's all over. And that's a real that's a stretch. That really bums. Yeah, me out. That's, that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, the uh, the rumors about Bill Belichick being on the hot seat are now official. Jeff Howe, national NFL insider for The Athletic. He was a former Patriots beat man for uh, many years, and he had an article this morning, if you think 
the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, wouldn't fire Bill Belichick, you're wrong. We segue into Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, who joins us on the program. So what do you make of that? Could you see a day where Robert Kraft fires Bill Belichick? Well, first of all, let me just tell you that you're uh, you're speaking to a man whose wife just bought a 12-foot skeleton to put on our front line. So, <laughs> How much I told did a 12-foot skeleton her, cost? Oh, well, no, it was – so there, there's this, like, little um, cul-de-sac, like uh, a couple a couple, uh, couple blocks down – or a couple, uh, a couple driveways down from our house. And every year on Halloween, they did the coolest display. It's like three or four people that live on it, and they did the un- most unbelievable display. Well, the couple that organizes it is getting older, and so they decided this was going to be the year they'd stop doing it. So they mm-hmm. have like a big yard sale of all their Halloween stuff. Uh-huh. So sure enough, my wife goes in there, and she comes out with an old-school TV with like a blood handprint on it that only <laughs> plays poltergeist, right? Um, a big trick or treat sign, and then this twelve foot skeleton, which of course I was responsible for carrying down the street. I like which it. Probably was great, yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, so uh, I, I told her, I, I'm like, if this keeps up, you're gonna probably try to turn me into Clark Clark Roosevelt for Christmas. So, um, yeah, you know, I, and I'll take the hard left turn now here to yeah. Bill Belichick's job status. Um, you know, I, I, I've felt like. You know, Robert Kraft has this term elegant solution or elegant conclusion. And, you know, I, I think, um, he would prefer that with Bill. Like, I think he would prefer that it end in a way where he's able to give Bill his brass ring and send him off into the sunset. And, you know, I, I don't think Bill wants to be done coaching after this year. And so I think, you know, what I've felt like for a while now is what would hasten his departure wouldn't be just a flat-out firing. It would be a, your football operation is messed up. We need a restructure. We're going to restructure when you leave anyway because no coach gets that much power. So instead of doing it after you leave, we're going to do it now. And we're going to bring in a personnel man, and that personnel man is going to report to me, not to you. Um, you're still going to report to me, but we're going to set this up differently um, because we don't feel like you've done a good enough job putting talent on the roster over the last five years. And then it might be up to Bill, you know, and in that case, it would be, do you want to be part of this or not? And ironically enough, like that's what hastened the departure of Bill Parcells. If you remember, they took personnel power away from him in 1996. There was the whole Terry Glenn thing. And then he walked in 97. And so, would Bill have an appetite for coming back under a different structure with a general manager who doesn't answer to him? Interesting. I felt like all along, like that was the more likely conclusion if this season didn't go right. But I didn't foresee them losing by 30 two weeks in a row. So, you know, I think everything might be on the table now. Gut feeling. How does this end? My gut feeling is they're not good enough this year, that the roster is just – Flat out, not good enough. You know, you know what the best way to illustrate it is, Dan. Look at the roster. Tell me what player you can say is going to be there five years from now. One player, Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah, yeah. For he's, ten, he was, who's been there for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, that's the sort of disrepair the roster is in right now. And um, you know, so I, I, I like, I don't think they're good enough. Um, I think that this is probably. At best, a six or seven win team. I don't think that's going to be good enough for Robert Kraft, and I think they're going to be at a crossroads at the end of the year. And I don't think if you know if things play out that way, if it's six or seven wins, I don't think Robert Kraft is going to be satisfied to run it back the same way it is now in 2024. And I think that would lead to difficult conversations. And I mean, it's certainly possible. The conclusion could be that Bill Belichick's no longer the coach in 2024, and um, you know, it's it's almost hard to envision that scenario. It would have been, you know, if you had said that before the year or a couple of years ago, certainly. But that's where the roster is. That's where the season seems to be going. And, um, you know, I, I think it was interesting this morning. I think Bill said in his press conference, I might not have this quote exactly right, but I think he said something along the lines of, like, the Raiders have five of the top players in the league at their positions, which is probably true. 
it was almost like, so what are you saying about yourself by just bringing that up on your own? Yeah. And are you pointing the finger somewhere else, even though you're the one who had control over all of this? You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird, weird deal there now. Yeah, that the Raiders have guys at their position. I, then I would ask Bill, how many players do you have at their position that they're the best in the league? And I don't know if he'd answer it, but you know, I you do probably wouldn't. But, but I mean, you look at it, and it's like it's true. I mean, it's just they don't they don't have premier talent. And I think the overriding thing is they're still operating like it was ten years ago. Like I have like. Um, you know, a guy I'm pretty close with who used to be in the division, an NFL executive who said to me, it feels, and I think this is the best way to put it, it's like Bill is fighting the last war of his way, you know? And he's kept doing things his way despite the league continuing to move in different directions. And his way for so long was supported by some tent poles in the organization. Like, if you're not as good on the offensive line, Brady will get rid of the ball a little faster. If you're not as good at receiver, Brady will throw the ball into a little bit of a tighter window. If you can't run the ball as well, you know, well, Brady can make up for that in the passing game. If you don't play defense as well, Brady will win shootouts. So there's that. Then, you know, you go beyond just the level of having the greatest player of all time. It's like they built the offensive line this this year like Dante Scarnecchia was still there. And it's really hard to ask a first-year offensive line coach coming in to perform at that level. And Dante Scarnecchia turned a college wrestler into a Pro Bowl guard, you know? Well, and he was able to make things work so many times with less talent up there. They're still out operating like Dante Scarnecchia is there when the rest of the league spends top 10 picks to go get left tackles, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there are so many of these spots that they're left short at. And it's almost like they're under the spell. Well, it'll work itself out. It doesn't work that way, Bill. you got to put good players at those spots. And the best players have good players at premium positions. The way the Rams won a Super Bowl, you know, was with Matt Stafford at quarterback, Cooper Cup at receiver, Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, Aaron Donald as a pass rusher, Jalen Ramsey at corner, and we'll make it work everywhere else. Yeah. The Patriots have never built that way because they're the greatest player of all time and they believed in balance across their roster. But it's really, really hard to win that way when you don't have Tom Brady pulling the trigger. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. All right, let me uh, run through some topics here. Whose call was it to draft Bryce Young? And what was Frank Reich saying at the press conference yesterday about his owner? I mean, ultimately, I think it was David Tepper's call. Um, Now, I, I... I do know that there was pretty strong agreement that Bryce Young was the correct pick at the time. Um, and I, I can tell you, just having fr- talked to Frank over the last you know four or five months, he really likes Bryce as a player. Um, there's a lot about him that, um, that Frank was enamored with before the draft. And so um, do I know that Frank absolutely positively loved Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? Maybe not, but I know he liked Bryce Young quite a bit. Um, but he might have had I, to do that because the owner really loved Bryce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the, but I, I would say, I would say I've got a pretty good sense for some when someone's BSing me. I, I don't think Frank's BSed me with that. Like when I've talked to him about it, at least, like okay. I do think he really believes in Bryce Young. Again, doesn't mean he doesn't, didn't like C.J. Stroud, also, but you know, I do think he really liked Bryce Young. Um, the idea that Te- Tepper is overbearing is not new. Um, the people who were there last year felt that way. The people in the front office have felt it. Wow. He is – and I think this is a credit to him, okay? He runs his football team like he runs his other businesses, like he runs his hedge fund. And I think people who have worked for him would tell you that it's a high-pressure environment. Um, you know, And I think he's applied that to running his football team. And I think what Frank said the other day reflects the way a lot of people have felt working for David Tepper. And in Tepper's defense, like I think the owners that apply their business principles to running their football team generally figure out a way to make it work, but it doesn't always happen right right away. Like you brought up Robert Kraft, right? It took Robert Kraft a good six years to 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 figure it out and hire Bill Belichick. And and once they got rolling, they were rolling. But I mean, he screwed it up with Pete Carroll. Now Pete Carroll wasn't Pete Carroll at that point either. It wasn't the Pete Carroll of USC or Seattle at that point. But it took Robert Kraft like a few years to figure it out. Um, it's taken other owners who are really, really good. Jed York in San Francisco. I think people would tell you Jed York's done a really good job in facilitating and enabling 
guys like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and Prag Marathi and all the guys that, that run the show there, I think he would tell you, people would tell you, like, Jed's done a great job the last few years. He was not well-liked no. by Jim Harbaugh, you know, a decade ago, yeah. you know? And so I think a lot of these owners have a, have to go through a process of figuring it out when they get in charge. And I think this was, you know, all of this is part of the process of David Tepper getting there. And unfortunately, oftentimes there's collateral damage along the way. And it's not impossible to, to envision a scenario where this current regime could wind up being collateral damage. Help me understand the Deshaun Watson situation with the Browns. Yeah, I you know, it's they've changed a lot of things this year. Um I don't know if people realize that. Um they last year it was really awkward in that they were still running like the Kevin Stefanski offense that Kevin learned from Gary Kubiak and that really worked for their offensive per- personnel before last year. Um and you know, obviously with the run game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt over the years they produced and Baker Mayfield got a great year out of it. What they found last year um, in you know putting that offense in for Deshaun Watson is that it didn't really work for Watson. And this is something Bill O'Brien went through in Houston, too, with Watson, in that he needs to be able to see the field, and he's better out of the shotgun, and you have to involve him in the running game. And so, you know, there was a process this year of getting him through that and saying, okay, we're going to build this offense for you. We're going to retrofit the Shanahan offense for you. They've gone through that now. And, you know, like I think in that game against Tennessee, they really felt like they hit on something like they they harped to him in the building that week. completion driven. Take the layups. Just keep the just keep us on schedule. Keep the ball moving. And, um, you know, they, they got to a point where they felt really good. And then the injury sends it sideways. And it feels like everything has been a little sideways since he got there, even when it feels like that breakthrough was coming. And I know people internally felt like that breakthrough was there in the Tennessee game. Yeah, but it was medically cleared though, Albert. And that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying. The injury thing sort of sent that sideways where it's like, okay, he's medically cleared. And this is a tough thing because the two words pain tolerance, Dan, that's, I, I like I, I've always felt like that's a that that's that's a term that's always been tough for players to swallow, but that's sort of what it was. It's like, can you get out there and function based on the amount of pain that you're going to be going through? And players hate coaches using that term because it calls into question their toughness. When the truth oftentimes is, you're in too much pain to function where you can help the team, right? And that's sort of where Deshaun Watson was, where on that Friday he could barely lift his arm above his shoulder. Come back Saturday, okay, he looks okay. We think he's going to be able to play. And then on Sunday, it's not where it was. Mm. So it's going to be very interesting seeing where they come out of their bye week. You know, today is obviously an important day because it's the first day of practice towards that. But, you know, they really felt like they hit on something on that Tennessee in that Tennessee game that was going to sort of straighten out Deshaun Watson and get, to, get Deshaun Watson where they envisioned him being when they gave up all that draft capital to go and get them a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, now they've got what I think they hope is a speed bump. But, you know, based on the evidence that we have right now, you'd have to be concerned, like, all right, like, that was one good week. Is it going to be more than that? All right, quickly, let me hit on this. Uh, If you're – will teams call the Raiders about Devontae Adams? Will teams call the Vikings about Kirk Cousins? Yes and yes. Um, I don't think either gets moved for separate reasons. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think it's more they have done a lot of things in Minnesota with their veterans. They've done such a nice job of keeping veterans happy as they've retooled the roster. Like you don't hear, you know, you don't you don't hear Dalvin Cook or or Mike or or uh, or, or Kendricks or you know any of the guys that have left there over the last year, like saying bad things about that place. Patrick Peterson, they've managed a lot of these guys where they've had to retool the roster and they Harrison Smith accepted a pay cut. So a lot of guys have sort of swallowed it. And I think it would be tough for Kevin O'Connell to go back to the team and say, okay, now Nick Mullins is your starter. Or, okay, now Jaron Hall, a rookie fifth-round pick, is your starter. So I think that's why they – and I also am not sure that they would be able to get enough for Kirk Cousins to make it worth it. Um, Devontae Adams is, I mean, I mean, plain and simple, they need to win there. 
Like, and they need every, they, it's all hands on deck there right now. They need to win and they need to give the players in that locker room some proof of concept that what they're doing is right. So I think in both those situations, those guys stick with those teams. The team I would really watch as far as a potential seller as we get closer to the trade deadline could be Denver. Um, you know, I just think looking at where they're at, Sean Payton, and, and, and Sean Payton um, inherited a lot of that roster. They were listening on Jerry Judy. They were listening on Court, Cortland Sutton back in the spring. Would a team give up a one for Judy? Would a team give up a two for Sutton? Would they? Would teams? Would, would the Dept Broncos listen on Garrett Bowles? And if they put themselves out there on a, as a seller, is somebody going to come try to get Patrick Sertan? I, I just I think mm. Denver's the team that's sort of in there, and I look at them and say, that's the team. You know that if there's a team that might be selling off some parts that isn't happy with where it's at, that wants to go through a little bit of reset, Denver would be the one with. With Carolina maybe being another one laying out there in the weeds, like I'm sure they're going to get calls on Brian Burns as well. Good to talk to you as always, Albert. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. And keep in mind what Denver gave up to Seattle to get Russell Wilson. So they need to sort of restock all those draft picks they gave up. All right, we'll take a break. We're uh, back with your phone calls after this. Every great day starts the night before, which means, how did you sleep? Well, if you have a sleep number bed, I know you slept great. By the way, speaking of which, lowest prices ever, the all-new Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed, only $880 plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. They have temperature balancing mattresses there. They have adjustable firmness, so two beds in one. They will help you with your sleep quality, sleep IQ technology. My sleep number is 75. Go in and ask, what do these numbers mean? How do I get my sleep number? And they also have tips for you getting a great night's sleep. But you got to start with their lowest prices ever on the all-new Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed, only $880, plus special financing for a limited time. You can go to a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number, the official crucial catch partner of the NFL, subject to credit approval. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. A couple of phone calls in here. James in Portland. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I'm a Dallas Cowboy. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Hey, bud. Uh, I got a question about the Dallas Cowboy game that okay. you're talking about. The White Washington didn't have a sack. Okay. I, there's a 49er fan here in my shop that I took pictures of the TV to talk what I'm talking about. Yeah. The offensive line on the left-hand side, Williams was two yards back from the center. I know you were talking earlier about another game about why they didn't throw a flag on some offensive linemen too far back. Yep. Well, that was happening the whole first half of the 49 game. Okay, but you're still Micah Parsons. You don't have to line up over that tackle. If I can't get by that guy, do I put him someplace else? Michael Parsons is a Swiss Army knife there. And, yes, they are letting offensive linemen do this. And I talked to a source yesterday, and he said, we're just not developing offensive linemen the way we used to. And also factor in that the edge rushers are so much better. Everybody. And you're having two on each team. And it's really – you can load up. And we were talking about Washington. They would load up with a tight end and a tackle, and uh, you would have them block Lawrence Taylor. You know, Joe Gibbs said, I'm going to make sure he doesn't beat me. But Micah Parsons, get to the quarterback. Do something. But don't come out and be offended because George Kittle had a T-shirt. Be offended that you guys were embarrassed. Thomas in the Bay Area. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Dan Pan, 5'11", 210. (laughs) Made it on with four years to spare. DP, how about that? Congratulations. So I, I do <laughs> I do want to touch on the Bill Belichick slander. Okay. People forget. He, he drafted Tom, kept him as a fourth quarterback in 2000, and gave him the keys after they gave Bledsoe a $100 million deal. He put Tom in position to help be who he became. And for them to you know say it's him, it's not him as the coach. That's the issue over the last 10 years as a Patriot fan. It's the GM. So I think Breer got it right where Kraft needs to sit him down and say, hey, you can coach, but we need a new GM. Yeah, but people have talked about Bill's personnel decisions for a long, long time. And I I do think that you could see a power struggle of sorts where you take away one of Bill's titles and you put somebody in there. It's just it's going to lead to an awkward divorce. It it just is. Because – as Albert Breer was saying, Bill Belichick is stuck in his ways. So Bill Belichick is really coaching against Bill Belichick. And today's game, as opposed to 10 years ago. And you don't have Tom Brady to bail you out. Elmer in Reno. Hi, Elmer. Hey, Dan Patrick. Nice to talk to you. Thank um, you. 5'10", five, five, 178, and a thick 10 inches. So the reason I'm calling is George Kittle bleeds red and gold. And the truth is he wasn't trying to stir much up, but he's more of a historian because 30 years ago, Gary Plummer, the middle linebacker for the Niners, wore the exact same shirt 
to the NFC Championship game. And it, there's a picture of that, too. So he's just a historian doing a throwback move. Okay. Uh, that has a makes a little bit more sense, but how many people know that reference there? Uh, Michael Parsons didn't. I'm sure most of your football fans had no idea, right? Maybe locally, but this is why it's a story nationally, because people weren't aware of that with Gary Plummer. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I went back and looked at it. It was pretty easy to find on social media, but like you said, if you're a Niners or Cowboys fan, you may remember that if you're 45 or over. Well, it doesn't mean you can hit the wayback machine and all of a sudden let's do it again. I mean, there's a lot of things that players probably did, but you can't do it now or say it now or have a T-shirt. You know, so, I mean, I was just surprised that George did it. And then Micah Parsons says, hey, he's my bro. Yes, Marv. Yeah, it's not personal. He said bleep Dallas, not bleep Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah, Pauline. It does. I wonder if Kittle just wants to stir the pot. He doesn't mean anything by it because you know he loves it. He and tight end you. I, I. It doesn't seem like he talked about it the other day. He's like, yeah, I was just having some fun. He thinks it's fun. Mm. That's personal to Micah Parsons. Laugh now, cry later. Final hour coming up. Jason Garrett will stop by. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.